So hi, welcome to the Grown-Eyes Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Emma from Dying Wish. And I ask her some questions today about the upcoming album, Symptoms of Survival. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Um, I feel really good about it. Um, it gets a little overwhelming at times, but um, it's it's good to hear that people love the songs like we do. Hell yeah. The album yeah. fucking rocks. Yes. Oh my god. I actually just finished up the last track right before you joined, and holy shit, heavy hitter after heavy hitter after you guys don't fucking stop, and it's it's just immaculate. Yeah. Thank. You. Yeah, we wanted to make it all killer, no filler. So absolutely. And Definitely I'm I'm stoked that. that there's more of your cleans on the album because that's what I was missing on the last one. I was like, she's got such a great singing voice, and I need to hear more of it. And I'm glad that you embraced it on this record. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, um, that was definitely a goal um, was to just kind of lean into it more because I just feel like there's more we could do um, kind of with those big melodies. Um, And so we were able to kind of just like expand on our sound that we've already established a lot. But um, there's there's also some songs that are that don't have any cleans at all that are just like really heavy hitters, too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Yeah. Um, so the title, um, it's actually a lyric in the first song, which is the title track. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of um, enveloped the idea of the record really well, because we talk a lot about different sides of the human experience and the struggle to survive and um, that song in particular is written is written from like a war perspective. Um, so there's just kind of this theme of common suffering that we as a band talk a lot about. Um, but we tried to open our lens and talk more just about um, general things. And it's got a bit of that and also a personal balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the album artwork, we fragments, we felt like this was um a new layer of growth from that we have people have grown we've grown as a band we've grown as you know our sound and so we wanted to really take the idea of you know this suffering from the first record and incorporate the idea of growth and so that's why you see this like corpse this dead body with all of this new life blossoming from it yeah oh yeah love that Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the album? Yeah, well, we, um, we did two separate three pro weeks before we went in to do the actual record. Um, and that's when we wrote torn from your silhouette was the first one. And then the second time we just started writing a bunch of songs and, um, that's pretty much all Sam and Randy, they, do that. Um, And then as far as lyrics go, myself and Pedro, we mapped out all of the different topics that we would want to talk about. And we came up with about 15 different topics. Mm -hmm. And we would, you know, kind of like map out like, what are the main talking points? Like, what are some keywords we want to use? And then we would both kind of just like, go into our own spaces and, and write and then come together and um, sort through everything. And there are, are some songs like uh, Pat to Your Grave is a very me heavy song. And then songs like Pray For Me is like a very Pedro heavy song. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we kind of just like split the difference and it kind of gives us this interesting, like two different perspectives on the record. Um, but then, you know, we just kind of see how the flow works with, with the songs and select, you know, where does this work best subject matter versus like song, you know, sound. Yeah. Damn. That is really interesting. I don't think we've spoken to anyone who says that, you know, you guys come together, you write down topics that you want to talk about. You kind of create a rough outline of what you want to talk about in the song and then go and write about that. So do you kind of like having to put yourself in a box while writing a song or is that kind of difficult because maybe one day you come in and you're like, hey, I had a bad day yesterday. I want to sing about this. I want to write about this. Or do you just prefer to already have the topics outlined? Um, there were definitely topics that we, you know, didn't use or like, you heard a song and it would inspire something new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like that we've kind of embraced more of a collaborative process between Pedro and I. Um, and when we have both of our different brains writing about similar things, it kind of helps us to like bounce off of each yeah. other. It does become a very fluid process. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say like, you know, we try to box ourselves in. It's just like giving ourselves more of a goal and then mm-hmm. seeing we're going to accomplish it. And if it, you know, derails and turns into something else, then, you know, that works for us too. Right. Okay. That's Makes good. sense. That's good to hear. Uh, so what song off this album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Um, The longest to write... Well, my personal favorite is probably I have two, Lost mm-hmm. in the Fall and um, Saved in Sorrow, which is a song that has not been released yet, but it is a ballad. And um, Lost in the Fall, I, I'm a huge sucker for album closers. Um, like that's what I pay attention to as a listener and as a fan. Um, and so we've always tried to make, you know, the album closer feel like, very like a like a perfect summarization and i feel like that's how lost in the fall sounds to me and path or paved in sorrow really did take quite a long time to write because i started writing the subject matter for this song in july of last year Mm -hmm. and it kind of the song kind of evolved um and you know, I continued to r- keep writing and then we didn't track it until mid no- mid March. So that one was a very important song for me. And, you know, I was still kind of processing how I was feeling about the subject matter at the time. So that was definitely like the hardest song for me to write um, and also took the longest. All right. And with Lost in the Fall, you know, you you say it's it's the perfect summation of the record. Is is that why it wound up being a single? Because it's always so interesting to me when a band like puts out the closer as one of the singles. Um, I mean, when we heard it, we knew it had to be a single, but we also knew it had to be the album closer. Mm-hmm. We were like, it's kind of unconventional, but like we should just do it. And then, you know, and Torn from Your Silhouette is the second to last song on the record. So that's two singles at the very end. So I think it kind of, for us, we made a statement like, here's these two songs that you love on the back half of the record, because we don't really believe in the idea of like front loading it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more about how the album flows. And like, we kind of, 
you know, there were certain songs where we were like, okay, like maybe this one, you know, put it before Torn because if it doesn't get listened to, like, you know, it is what it is. But I think that by putting those songs at the end, hopefully it'll encourage people to listen to the record all the way through. Fair enough. And you did just kind of dive into a little bit, but uh, how the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener and be the opener, close and be a closer, shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Um, well, it's funny because before we started tracking vocals, we thought we had a, a track listing. We were like, okay, here's 13 songs. This is the track listing. Now let's track vocals. And then once vocals and drums, because we do drums last, mm-hmm. were tracked, it was like, okay, actually this doesn't make sense anymore. Let's flip it and turn it on its head. Um, so the first, the album opener mm-hmm. is track six or seven um, from the original track listing. Yeah. And track one, we felt was kind of more of an interlude. Mm-hmm. So it kind of flips it because like fragments, you know, the idea was, we wanted to do kind of the same thing with that we did with cowards was open the record with like a banger like in your face yeah but then you know we heard this one and we were like well the record's so different why don't we try to do something a little different and so this symptoms of survival the opening track is the title track and it's also way different than any other song that we've done so um i think as we continued to write and finish the record we were like Let's just keep doing different things, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? I mean, I felt amazing. Um, Good. Because it's like m- most of the time, like in the past, writing became like a very lethargic process for me. But I feel so confident with myself right now where I don't feel like I have to completely immerse myself in the feeling to write about it. I feel Mm -hmm. like I feel like I can challenge myself as a writer to write something kind of like objectively from the outside and still have it like hit the same. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I thought that that would be better for my mental health too, you know, just to kind of like not fully become such like you know what's the word that they use like lethargic about it I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say but um yeah I felt I felt really good about it and I felt way more prepared writing this record than the first one um and I felt very determined um watch my promised eyes kind of written about a lot of the fear surrounded about just going through this as a person generally with like all of these like this pressure on you and being so visible, but that aside, I, I felt really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Happy to Always hear that. Always good to hear. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should you in the car with friends and dark with headphones on is the workout album party album? What do you personally recommend? Um, I recommend either. I think in silence, like, uh, you know, in a room with friends where you're all just like in your space so you have the lights dimmed it's on a speaker or maybe you're driving alone through somewhere or um maybe you're just laying in your bed with your headphones on um really just kind of for the first listen like let it like 
sink in um, because it is it is a heavy record um, subject wise sonically. Um, so I think you'll really appreciate it the most if you just like really develop or, um, you know, digest. let's yeah, digest it and like, um, commit all of your self in that moment to it. Mm -hmm. And w with the record being so like heavy in terms of the, the, the topics on it, um, and, and you're writing like from an objective point of view, was there any sort of struggle for you, like writing about these heavy topics, but not necessarily feeling it a hundred percent? No, I don't think so. Um, maybe that's just me. Um, I am a very, um, empathetic person. Um, I feel everything all the time. Um, and so like, I didn't really have that issue. Um, yeah, I think it was just better for me because as a person who has like struggled, you know, um, with mental health and stuff like that, it just helped for me to be able to access those parts without feeling it in the moment. Mm -hmm. hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. So this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Emotional, mm -hmm. heavy, mm -hmm. humanity. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Shit. I like Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> and in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? Um, a lot. Um, I think reflection is the the main one. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of personal stuff on it. Um, I think that it's it's important to reflect and allow yourself to move on from things and develop new feelings and learn every day. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, so are you able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album, positive or negative? And it feels like so long ago already. Um, I think once we got down to the wire with like the last three songs, mm -hmm. Finishing the lyrics were incredibly hard, um, but that's where I was. It, they they were more of like the just straight up heavy songs and like the less melodic emotional songs, and so that's where I personally was like, okay, thank God I can like lean on Pedro to have him like you know give me his brain and then we can collaborate and um, it just took a lot of the stress off of me, which I thought was nice. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, right. that's a good. Um, so for this question, we want you to picture you're on tour at a gas station for a rest stop. What was your snack of choice? Um, either an Uncrustable or Gardetto's, uh, the rye only chip. Ooh, okay. you are the only person I've met that actually likes those. That's crazy. Love them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> rye <laughs> chips. Okay. It's then like daily sodium but they're good <laughs> it's worth it it's worth the and for the uncrustable what what flavor are we talking are we doing the honey peanut butter the grape 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 jolly mm -hmm. yeah damn right <laughs> damn right and uh on the topic of food if the band was a dish what dish would the band be and why shawarma got shawarma. a little bit of no i love i love okay. how fast that was is this something you think about on the regular um no <laughs> all so different like if you ever got to sit in a room with dying wish it's like 
we're all just like so ourselves, you know, and lots of different flavors happening and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And yeah. uh, for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Ooh. Um, death row, my last meal would be um, an Ike's, James and the Giant Peach, vegan, everything on it with Dutch Crunch. And as a drink, I would have... A margarita. Ooh. Nice. Frozen. Right. Ooh, frozen. frozen. Shit. Right. Okay, okay, okay. And if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? That is a really good question. Wow, I've never <laughs> um I don't know, at Hogwarts maybe? Sounds fun. Yeah. Do you know what house I'm you are? Not... No, I'm not really a huge Harry Potter fan, but like I'm just thinking, like, I want to live in a castle somewhere. You know what I mean? With a bunch of wizards and weird people. So Exactly. Powers, dragons, all that shit. Yeah. yeah um, but I feel like that. I were probably a house. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, fuck yeah. So I've not asked the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Pink. Nice. Yeah. Specific shade of pink? Um, like a blush pink, like this ah. color. Oh, oh nice. that's a good ass pink. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions you have to say. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, yeah. Uh, Symptoms of Survival comes out November 3rd on Sharp Tone Records. We have four singles with music videos accompanying them out now. Um, check those out. And we have a tour coming up. I can't believe I didn't mention this on my last one, but we have a tour coming up. It's our first headliner tour ever um, coming to a city near you. And the shows are selling out and the support bands are all awesome. Um, so check that out at dyingwishhc.com. And hopefully we will see you there. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sounding. It's been Emma from Dying Wish and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.